Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 67. Wow, 67 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. Wow, what a great time to be alive, huh? I mean, like, sort of, because I'm looking out the window and it's kind of sunny. That's about it. The thing is, is uh, this podcast is going to be fun. And I was talking to someone the other night and they said, listen, I only listen to two podcasts. Uh, this one, meaning Utopia to me, and one uh, where the guy helps me go to sleep. Isn't that cool? I hope you're out there somewhere, wherever your ears are right now, with the earbuds in, the headphones on, or whether you're blasting this on like some giant, big, old-school, Jamaican-style dance hall sound system. Wherever you're listening to this, I hope it sort of gingerly puts you to sleep as well sometimes, and you get these wild, fun, comfortable, cozy dreams. You know what I mean? Kind of like uh, I imagine the kind of dreams you get if you fell asleep in a, b- a bag of five guys and burgers and fries, french fries, and then the vinegar and ketchup is already on it and you're all cozy and squishy in there. Here's the thing. This episode is good because it's Drew Smith, all right? Amazing musician, magical man, Drew Smith. He composed the song for Utopia to Me. So every time the uh, you, podcast starts and you're like, ooh, I like that, that's Drew. He did that. Also member of the band The Bicycles and his solo stuff, and he's got a new album coming out under the moniker Bunny. So check it out. You're going to love that album. I've been hearing the songs forever. They're great. But really, Drew and I just had like an amazing fat lunch, which we will talk about on the podcast, as you see, and hung out on his couch and talked about some fun stuff. And I think you will really enjoy this mellow, fun, hang zone episode. So get out there, throw your ears into the air, Blast this podcast throughout the sky and enjoy episode 67 with Drew Smith, okay? Here we go. Enjoy. And you were saying that you were, like, nervous today? I was a bit nervous because it's all, uh, you know, comedians on the show. We've had non-comedians. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I think I've had a musician on. I can't remember right now. I was checking if there was. Was there? I couldn't. Maybe there was and I missed it. We've had a comic book artist and writer. Okay. And I've had an author. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was a good one. Authors are smarter than all of us. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on what, what they they write. Yeah, shit. Maybe I haven't had a musician. No, I've had a musician. I just can't think right now because we just got our bellies blasted at Glory of India. Let's give a shout out to that place first. It was real delicious. <laughs> yeah. You ruined it already. Oh, man. <laughs> You're doing a terrible job. <laughs> No, Glory of India. So I just want to say to everyone listening, first of all, my guest is musician Drew Smith. Good day. <laughs> from the bicycles and from solo, Dr. Ooh, and now 
your new band? It's, yeah, it's Bunny. Bunny. Okay. I almost said Bunnies, but it's Bunny. Bunny, yeah. Yeah. Um, lovely musician. And here's an interesting factoid. At the beginning of this podcast, that music you heard, Drew made. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> he gave me the green light to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, well, you gave me directives. I gave, my only Not direction my. was like maybe a little psych garagey. Yeah, like sound wise, but. Not too overly happy. Yeah, not overly happy, but nice and mellow. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Well, thanks. Did you make that raw, though, or did you have that? Because um, you have lots of stuff recorded. Made it up. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, never, so, I didn't think you would like it. That's I the one. I, like, why would you give me that shit? That's the one I picked, baby. Yeah. And it's been, this is episode 67, so 67 times I've put that out into the internet. Cool, man. Yeah. And it's good that you're actually my guest, too, because the first episode ever, I think I say a shout out to you for the for the song but i don't say it every episode <laughs> but if it so i like i should but so when people say uh people do ask about the song though i always give you full credit and tell them where to find you now that i know your address i'll tell them where to really come find you Love we you. you should also say that we co-wrote a song first too and then we we decided that it was too up yeah it was too up and it was it was like beach boysy yeah, and also, like, this was never said, but I'm sure you listened to it after I left and were like, Chris can't sing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Because we didn't really sing. We harmonized a little something. But we you, did, didn't, you did fine. I did fine? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Here's, I'll give you another background to the day, this is like two years ago, at least. Yeah. When we did match up to try and collaborate on a jingle. Um... I brought two giant bags of ruffle chips over. It was the best day. And then we drank like five beers or something. It was the best. And then I think we ended up hanging out with James and just talking about insane shit about the world. Yeah. You so, guys- <laughs> so we kind of made a song, but then we kind of also just went insane. It's fun. Yeah, I love that. You, you and James hit it off. I don't know if you'd met James before that. I'm sure you have. Yeah, but not as like, not as concentrated it was good. It was yeah, good James shot. is a lovely man. Yeah. So wait, did you move out now? And that from was James, like, did you just move from James's place now, where you guys lived up by like uh, eight, mu- nine months ago? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet, lovely man. Uh, for the people listening to this podcast, you don't know who James is, and I'm not going to elaborate. <laughs> but James is a friend of both of ours. Very nice man, and that was a fun day full of chips and beer. So you can imagine what our uh, minds and bellies felt like after. Uh, but I wanted to... So now we know who Drew is. Musician. Bicycles. Bunny coming out soon. Look for that. Uh, I know most of the songs and they're amazing. Um, but yeah, we decided um, to try a new Indian roti place that a lot of people in Toronto, to your credit, out there, if you're one of them, has been telling me to go forever. I'm always roti cuisine of India to the max. I've never been there. It's because I used to live near there. It's up DuPont Spadina, near there. So... This one is called, it's in Parkdale, right in the heart of Parkdale, Queen and Lansdowne, Gloria, Glory of India, and it was, we're, we're toast right now. We're toast, man. I don't want to move at all. Yeah, I don't want to move. I feel like I will squirt out some poop if I move it like, <laughs> a tiny bit. Yeah. 
Every time we hang out, we destroy our bodies. <laughs> Eat too much. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, so I have to say, because I have to say this because the people that listen know, but the, the Rodi Cuisine of India, I'm championing it all the time, but I've got, I got to tell you, Glory of India, I had, I personally had the Madras chicken roti, hot. You had tikka masala, medium, yeah, right? Medium. The man. Because you can never tell. Some mediums are real hot. Yeah. But the flavors to the max. Yeah. Mine it's was a, not hot at all, but it was really tasty. Super flavorful, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got like a little, like, it was not like a soup where it's like, yeah, we make this mix every day. Like, you, there was love in it. And yeah, I got mine hot and it was hot, but me and Drew were talking about this before, but uh, sometimes when I go to a new Indian restaurant or something and they don't know me, I'm like, I really, I like it really hot. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause I'm a white guy <laughs> and they think, yeah, yeah. And then they make it like medium ish hot. Yeah. And I think that's what happened to me today. I feel like we talked about this a bit. Like people might think like you're half Indian. I would love that. Cause we're sometimes like, well, he's not that white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, one time, like, we, we, yeah, both Drew and I were talking about, it's you know what, it's, this is uh, completely relevant, because people are being fucking profiled in the world right now, because of the, the, what America's going through. Right. So, race is such a weird thing that usually urban people that mesh together, for the most part, don't even think about. And now it's this giant world news all the time. But yeah, we were talking about how, like, I'm, I, I'm white to the max. Give me a break. <laughs> Uh, but we're both, we both come from mutt backgrounds. Like, True. like I do have weird tinges. And then when I try to like trace it, my fam- my side of the family is like, I don't know. There was like a native guy here, black guy there, but that was, and then I'm like, when? And they're like, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So sometimes when people are like saying I have like white privilege and stuff as a joke, I like to be like, uh, excuse me, this, I believe this is an olive complexion, <laughs> <laughs> but you have like a, a cool mix. You have the yeah. best mix in my opinion. Some Indian, some some African. That's amazing. That's perfect. Two ancient some civilizations and, run through your and white. And some and, and, and mega white. Mega white. <laughs> mega Oakville white. Oakville, <laughs> Ontario white. Yeah. And then ancient civilizations. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about like no matter where you trace your roots from, if most of your family was in Canada for three to four generations. You're just this weird sort of like potato man from the trees. Like it doesn't, there's, Canada is like this weird blender, you know. But you're, actually your dad came here. He he, he yeah. wasn't born here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. South Africa, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So why were we talking about that again? Oh yeah, so then I order Indian food and they're like, yeah, right, you want it hot. <laughs> <laughs> but even though I'm a white guy, I've, maxi- I've maximized my time. You, you have, you've done a lot of time in Indian restaurants. <laughs> they think you're a rookie, but... You're no rookie. No. No. Yeah. Ew, oh, man. This Glory of India was wicked. I, I wish there was some card, sort of like ID card you sh- could give people. Just like, I've done like 10,000 hours in Indian restaurants. Yeah. So they don't, they know to give you like the hot stuff. Or like, it's like a doctor's note, but it's written in Punjabi and it's from like <laughs> restaurateurs. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. I know this man well. Yeah. They show a card. It's just like a picture of uh, Vishnu giving the thumbs up. <laughs> um, no, I it, it's, I feel weird sometimes when someone has like a cool slash. See, to me, in my opinion, um, 
a, a, like a a more exotic background comparatively to my mostly uh, white Canadian one is so much better to me. It's so interesting. But I feel like, is that almost like a weird, almost condescending thing to do? Like, to I be like, know, oh, cool. I don't think it's condescending. It's natural. But yeah. I, um, I get it. But I'm from like Brantford, so I can't even. Yeah. My dad would be like, tell me more. Yeah. But we were, I, I like how we were talking about this. Uh, did you ever go to South Africa? No. No. I would love to go. See, my comedy. dad has the same thing that your family had, which is like he has no desire to trace his family roots, yeah. which seems weirder to me since if you're, if you've moved countries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah should I, I should, yeah, say what we were talking about. Yeah. Because, um, my real last name is St. Pierre. And so I'd always ask my dad's side of the family, like, so we're from France or something. We're French. And they'd be like, I don't know. Sure. Like, no one cared. And then on my mom's side, a bunch of us have, like, a somewhat darker complexion, like, almost Mediterranean-y looking something. So I get that a lot. And I'm like, so where'd that come from? And they're like, I don't know. Some, I think one of your great-grandmas, like, kissed a native man. I don't know. Like, they, <laughs> no one gives a shit. But I feel like going on Ancestry.com, it would just be, like, a ripoff. But, yeah, another reason... I'm talking a lot right now. I'm sorry. I just want to get some of the stuff out that we were talking about on right. the walk here. Because we're we're looking at the American news right now, too. And we're like, you know, all these like weird white supremacists are kind of ruling right now down there to a small, hopefully small and to almost no degree soon, in my opinion. But like, how, like we're just talking about how much more enriched our lives feel by mixing with all these different amazing cultures. Like, I don't know. We're just used to it, so it's like no big deal to us. Yeah. And like you have to, I mean, there's no, it's like, it's not a big fucking deal to like, yeah, I talked to someone who's Filipino. It's just a, another person. There's no. Yeah. And I, I don't under, and, and then it's like, you know, I always feel like people would be like, whoa, 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 what was I making a big deal about? There's no, I know that's dumb to say, but I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah. That you don't, if you don't interact with people outside of your race. You know, I think it's, it's detrimental to you. Yeah, I think it's good that the news, like when they're like, "Okay, oh, oh yeah, my dog's whining." Drew has a dog named Lucy. She's agreeing. Yeah, she totally agrees. Yeah, she loves she you. Thought, she can sense you. when I get a little bit heated up. I was starting to get a little heated. See, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. She doesn't. Lucy, like are you okay? Are you stressed? Hi. Okay, now I'm talking to a dog. Is this an exciting podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're used to it. I just feel like it's good that the news, like with this travel ban or whatever, they show um, like Muslim families, families like visibly upset. So yeah. then it's like these weird, like uh, sheltered people, like when they see that, it's like, can't you see that this is just a, another family? And but that they're sometimes affected? Sometimes it takes a lot more than, the, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes people see that and still not think that that's a fellow human, which is weird to think. Nah, that doesn't make sense to me. Oh, well, yeah. we're losers. <laughs> don't tell, <laughs> tell people what the criminal... That, are you on, you, that was your joke. I'm sorry. I might turn it into a stand-up joke, but we were watching... Well, CP24 was on while we were eating, and they were talking about, like, someone just shot someone here in the city, and it gave me the idea of, like, I don't know. Maybe they're like calling them suspects and criminals on the news is 
too much respect. I think anytime there's a crime now, a criminal should just be called a loser on the news. So then they're like, you know, the prime suspect seems to be a real loser. <laughs> and you put that little bit, maybe he didn't do it. Because, like, he seems to be a loser. So yeah. There you go. Yeah, you're still being safe. But yeah. then you're not... You're not encouraging criminals to think what they're doing is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's making too too light about real crime, but I'm also a comedian, so go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you loser. <laughs> you murderous loser. Um, what else should we talk about? This is great. Um, We're just basically rehashing our lunch chat. We also talked true. a lot about basketball and the O.J. Simpson 30 for 30. We did talk about 30 for 30. That was wicked. And how uh, amazing that show was. Yeah, everybody should watch that. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out. You probably know her. Amanda Lara, musician? I don't. Okay, so she was a musician mostly out of Kingston, but she she plays shows here. Uh, sometimes when I go on a tour as a comedian to uh, uh, Ottawa with some friends, Amanda and her husband put us up. Very nice. She, well, so in November, because I haven't done a podcast in like months, uh, you're like the second one back after like this crazy hiatus. So I'll just say this about my life. I'm talking too much. I'm going to let go soon. But Oh, I love it when you talk more. <laughs> Take the pressure off of me, man. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty chill. I, I will. You're definitely going to be one of my all-time chillest <laughs> guests, for sure. There's some guests that talk to the max, and I love that. And I just sit back. You do? I can't do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm a real chatterbox. Well, I think also being a family man with a baby now, when I do get out of the house... I'm like, here's everything that's been in my brain for three w- days, you know. But so Tom Henry and Sarah Hennessy and I did a mini tour end of November. Our last gig was in Ottawa and it was awesome. So shout out to Greg Houston and, and Luke Martin and everyone who hooked that up. And we stayed at Amanda and her husband's house and they were deep into the OJ 3030. Yeah. So I was super burnt out after the tour Basically didn't move for two days and watched it with uh, Kathleen at home. Nice, man. It's magical. Everyone, eight, no, eight hours, but five episodes total. Yeah, and it's like never not watchable. Everyone should watch it because it's not just about OJ. No. It's about... I'm sure that's been like a lot, There's been some people who haven't watched it because like I'm sick of that shit. Yeah. But it's not. It's totally... It's basically the history of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, and especially race like, relations and race Angeles. relations with between especially like the police and yeah, white neighborhoods versus like South Los Angeles and all these places. Yeah, good point. So if you're like one of those people that's like, yeah, I know about OJ. Whatever yeah. he killed. I've the watched guy. any biography. Yeah, yeah. no, this is no. meat. This is thick, juicy meat. Yeah. This and is or- organic beef. We're just saying how, like, he's a, you know, obviously a horrible human being who took advantage of things that happened naturally, like the race riots in L.A., then he just, then that whole thing happened, and how he just capitalized on that because he's a deplorable human being. Yeah, he never even liked talking about being black uh, throughout the whole success of his career. He was a brand, yeah. The O.J. brand. Yeah, the O.J. brand. He didn't want to be black, and then, uh, or he didn't want people to ask him about that stuff. Totally ignored it. Then come his murder trial, it was just this whole Afrocentric. Um, yeah, they're you know like well, wasn't Johnny Cochran was wearing like African colored like ties during Going the trial? Going to churches. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, after OJ was 
found innocent, but then like shunned. Yeah, you gotta watch it. Just, then he starts like trying to like appeal to that community more, like we're all we got and all that stuff. And it's like you're a fucking <laughs> yeah, you, psychotic shit. Yeah, you don't care about any of those people. Yeah, not to get too political, but it's a good way to study another super narcissistic, <laughs> self-absorbed, insaniac. If you catch my D. <laughs> Okay, so we are all summed up. That was a good 17 minutes <laughs> of uh, lunchtime summary, but that was fun. Um, I almost like, we almost didn't do the podcast because of timing, and I got to be honest, we did lunch first anyways because I just wanted to have lunch with Drew even, I didn't, more than the podcast either. But now we're here, we're chilling. Is there anything, what else do you have coming up as, uh, like, so the Bunny album is coming out soon. Yeah, in the spring. Yeah. And uh, I know most of those songs, right? You know them. Yeah. Yeah. I've sent them to you. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> uh, they're lovely. You're a very good musician. Um, you always t- tell me good music to check out, too. Oh, yeah. Should we mention some of those? Yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. Just, just because... Okay, drop... Okay, I already know, you know mostly, the but you drop all of them that you're into right now. Well, the big one was the Once in Future band. Yeah. That, who are on Castle Face Records. Yeah, everyone should listen to them. It's the best. Pretty smooth. I Pretty, I summarize it as like maybe mid seventies, like songs in the key of life, Stevie Wonder, with a more DIY punk background or something. It's but it's not yeah. punk. But it's got that like sort of immediate with, attitude. Yeah. yeah, and like splashes of like Steely Dan and yeah, and Pink Floyd. I yeah, you said the one song is pure Steely Dan. I could yeah. see it, but that's the one that made me be like, ooh. Yeah, and then you said this, this the Steve Wonder tempo. Like, totally. <laughs> the keys kind of remind me of like mid-70s Stevie. And you're a mega Stevie Wonder fan. I'm a Stevie Wonder. I wouldn't say I'm a mega Stevie Wonder fan. I'm oh. a Stevie, I like Stevie Wonder. Oh, okay. I think we have talked about him before, but okay. Maybe I, I'm sorry I projected it more it's, on you. It's okay. I saw the... Uh, Kathleen and I last year. We, no, that's 20- why, because we ran into each other at a Stevie Wonder concert. Yeah. Oh, that's where I yeah. met your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, when we were talking the other day, I was like, I remember meeting his girlfriend, but I don't remember where. Yeah. It was at the FNACC, baby. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was amazing. The, the concert he cried at. Did I cry? No, no, no. Stevie Wonder cried. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> 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 I almost cried. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Kathleen and I were going through so much, man. We were moving from... She was like... um, Let's see. She was about three to four months pregnant. Maybe four months pregnant. You know, so our first child coming. Like, an incredible giant move from a shitty place we were renting with, like, a shitty neighbor that was awful to... Is this the the jeans guy? Yeah, the baggage (laughs) jean shorts. That's a true story. (laughs) (laughs) On my... Yeah. On my stand-up album, there's a story of a guy that tried to give me a bag of old <laughs> jean shorts. This was the guy. So then we purchased our first condo. And so all these big steps, but everything happened so fast. And we were just completely exhausted, completely emotionally a wreck. And then then we were, I, we were almost like, shit, we forgot about the Stevie concert. We have to go. And so we went with these like super dark, cloudy brains. And we just, like, all of a sudden, the world was love all over again. It was amazing. Nice. Yeah, and he cried, too, because he sang, like... Imagine. Imagine. John and full, Le- not, like, he was bawling. Yeah. He was really crying. Yeah, because he was thinking of, like, Ferguson and Baltimore. And so this was, like, two, almost 
No, it was a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, this, same thing. This is a heavy episode. Same thing, but worse. A year and a half later. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I can't wait to see Stevie Wonder cry some more. <laughs> <laughs> good music, good crying. Um, no, it was heavy. This is a heavy episode. Jesus. I'm sorry. It's because you ha- you're half black. <laughs> well, I'm a quarter, but... Oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, let's get back. And to we just maybe you know we had a heavy meal. Maybe that's heavy meal. We're getting, we're getting more like you know what's going on. Yeah, I, sh- I should point out because some of you will listen to this like months and months from now. The basic the travel ban, which basically started as a Muslim ban, just happened like two days ago. Yeah, and then so, the, so the world is a heavy place right now. The Quebec shooting. Yesterday. Quebec shooting was last night at a mosque. People were praying and murdered, so uh, this podcast sometimes is really fun and funny. This is a really dumb thing to say, but I had a bad weekend just emotionally just because I I was, I just keep on hearing about all these goddamn stupid things that the president of the United States tweets beyond that, beyond that. And also his executive, whatever. Anyways, it's, I I was, uh, I've been mad all weekend. Yeah, it doesn't feel like uh, reasonable people have a place in this planet anymore. It's insane. Anymore. And you you know, a part of me just wants to be like ignore it and be like this is the worst fucking joke. It's not n- are you serious? And then no, it's true. And it's you know, be- becomes worse every passing day. It really does. And there's a part of me too cuz uh it it's gotten so the cloud has gotten so dark that you're like Oh geez, like it's so it's we're like joining the dark ages so much. Like, how much can I even express? Yeah, my disdain without like getting on some weird like guillotine list, like at the yeah. French Revolution or something. I feel good that there's. I feel really good that there's a lot of uproar though. There's like, there's tons, and that's encouraging because there's a protest today, you know, in Toronto. Protest every day in at most cities in the states. It seems true. Which is lovely. The Women's March was a positive. That. that was like one of the most beautiful things ever. Did you go? No, we couldn't. And we felt really bad, but we, we had Amy and we watched it on TV for two hours and, you know, tweeted lovely things. Like, I was very touched. The Women's March was the Stevie Wonder crying <laughs> of, of protests. It was pretty heavy. It was fun. Oh, did you go? I went with my girlfriend. Oh, explain. Tell, talk about it. Um... I'm sorry. That's I've been a chatterbox for the first no, 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 no. 20 There's minutes nothing, of this thing. I mean, we went there. I couldn't hear any of the speeches because we were far back. But it was the the whole atmosphere was great. And there's it wasn't like people were upset, but but also it was like, you know, a real feeling of community there. So that yeah. was good. Yeah, it is very nice. And we saw some friends that went there with their babies attached to them and carrying. Yeah, so and then we were like, oh, my God, we could have gone. And we felt really, really guilty. But I don't know. Just like, I don't know. You can support it in don't so many different guilty. ways. Yeah. yeah. But we it was were, really lovely. And we have I, I have some friends that traveled to, do, to go in D.C. And it's just like magic, man. And they were like. It was wonderful, but we were also scared for our lives because you couldn't move, like, wedged in with hundreds of thousands of people. But in a way, that's kind of, like, lovely, right? (laughs) 
it really uh, it was qu- it over so fast too like my girlfriend and i went somewhere for like because we're like we need to take a bit like 10 minutes just to like because you know just to get away for a second just yeah because it's intense it is, yeah. and then when we came back it was like oh, almost everyone was gone and I we think, weren't away that long i think they knew like both governments knew this is not the protest to really have like a police force out to like there is um there's just there's a few out but, but not in but the, not not in like riot gear <clears throat> type of deal not in like the protests earlier last year at the police station about the yeah. black lives matter yeah. that was bullshit or like the uh what was that one where they arrested everybody remember i don't know oh anyways yeah no it's like they kind of let it was nice. They it yeah. seemed like in the states too. They let it go. They let people be there, have their say. Yeah, they were like the police were talking to the the you know protesters. That's nice. Yeah, I think like nice. what's going on now is like most police like are they have to be like man, some real human shit is happening right now. Yeah, and well, I think one of the police officers who were standing right, we were right by the fence where the where the police officers were. They're saying if we didn't have to work today, we would be there. That's We'd be nice. with you guys. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and then like a day or two later, Trump signs the anti-abortion global support thing. That was like a huge fuck you. Yeah. He's a slug. Don't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing now. It's like, can we be critical? Or are we just going to like... Or is it going to be a fascist dictatorship where they weed out their dissenters and execute them? Yeah. What do you think? They come up and kill canadians too yeah well i want to go to the states i want to do stuff in the states apparently there's this travel ban they're gonna they're gonna have the right to like check people's phones and internet activity i have heard that (laughs) Um, like why do you keep refreshing pitchfork (laughs) (laughs) i'm like the ocs are coming out with a new album probably castle face yeah (laughs) oh yeah once in future okay so let's go we'll lighten it up once in future band once in future band are on castle face records which is my man john dwyer i don't know i said i met him once actually after a concert but i don't know him at all but he's one of my favorite musicians all of all time and it's his record label they're real good yeah but it's they're like outliers on that record label it's mostly like garage punk and noise rock and stuff they're yeah way different it's so but that what they do is totally I guess people are doing it a little more, but they just went full on. Yeah. Like making it lush and sound good. Like they're yeah. amazing players. It's a great mix between... It's totally... Yeah, it is weird like DIY garagey to a degree, but not even production-wise. Production is pretty crisp. It sounds great. Clear, yeah. But it's not like show... It's not like, uh, you know, some prog stuff is annoying just because like, okay, the 15th like, minute yes. of the solo... Yeah, yeah gives a shit but it's not like that at all it's like they have real pop sense of you know well that's what's good about our, our local boys here bart too right bart are the best they do these like yeah the these prog gymnastics with their instruments but they keep the songs like three minutes yeah like power and they have such like, it's like power prog yeah bart you can use that but they're so like strong melodically and everything you know so yeah. it's never yeah it's always good cool yeah, how was that show? You played a show with them last... It was good. ...the week I was sick. That's true. Bart yeah. was good as always. Uh, we we did, had an all right set. Yeah. I got along like uh, like a page-long 
email the next day though from a musician who's critiquing everything that we who were doing. It? I can't say, but do you know you do know them? I know them, and but it not wasn't. In your band. It wasn't meant like it wasn't in bad. It's because this person thought it. W- I was letting it get away from me, sort of deal. Yeah, but it's still. I understand. It came from a good place, but I was also a part of me was like, dude, that's the first thing I read when I woke up this morning. Yeah, that's a shit. You stand at, at like, you know, eight o'clock. And it's like, that's not what I want to... I mean, I I get it, but, you know. Are they in your you band? You can also get a coffee with me. You don't have to send me this, you know. Also, they could even ask you if you want their opinion <laughs> <laughs> before they just fucking... Well, this person's a good person. I, uh, oh, okay, I'm i not okay. mad at them. I was annoyed. Like, usually you would have conversations like that with this person. Yeah. I mean, we hadn't had that type of conversation. Oh. But we've yeah. had lots of, you know, I, I get it. <laughs> And it's mostly is mostly right on. Oh, I want to ask you a music thing. So you suggested, what's the guy that used to play in Deerhoof that you really like, Chris? Chris uh, Cohen. I love Chris Cohen. Chris Cohen. I love him. And um, do you like Mac DeMarco and that whole like school of like those guys? I like. It's pretty like some of his other. I can't like Alex Calder and. I like all that stuff. Yeah. I've got nothing bad to say about it. So I was listening to, like, Chris Cohen sort of sometimes, or on Apple Music, he gets lumped in with those guys, too. But it's not. I don't... It's not. It's a bit more... It's like... like, like his arrangements are crazy. Yeah. But, okay, so this is, like, not super sophisticated music, but have you heard of this guy, uh, Juan Waters? Or is that what he's calling I've for? I've heard... I've heard the name. I haven't He was heard from the garagey band, like, The Beats? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this one Juan Waters album I listened to because I just followed the the line on Apple Music of like who I should check out. Uh, it was effing good, man. I gotta yeah. play this one song. I'd be down. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right, let's. We got like maybe a half hour left, so let's start seeing what your utopian world would look like. Okay, we've talked a lot about the world and where we're at at large right now. Yeah. I just have to say that I I forgot that I had to prepare. The, I'm not giving myself a pass or something i'm saying if this whole half hour sucks i apologize in advance it won't okay but that's part of the fun we find it on the uh, in the moment okay just can okay. you think okay you can be out but okay so i'll help you what what it is like it can be anything it right. doesn't even have to be on this planet you could make your own freaking planet from scratch that's what i like to remind people yeah. Because some people are like, we need to uh, adjust the infrastructure of the... It's like, <laughs> no, it doesn't need to... You, well, could, you could be a talking cloud. I'm also worried that it just would just be like, everywhere you can go, you can get like a, like a milkshake. That kind that's of the thing. Best. That's, that's the best way I'll to start. I'll just show how much of like a pig I am. That's the... That's <laughs> I about. think we already did off the top. <laughs> no, it's great. That's a... That, you know what? First of all, that's the perfect place to start and no one's ever said that before about milkshakes okay so you're a milkshake freak I, yeah i love milkshakes and you can get them anywhere yeah anywhere yeah people are okay fuck that's amazing like you can you know you go to a corner store and everyone has milkshakes what's your favorite milkshake uh i like chocolate milkshakes like what kind mm. now i want one don't do it we just had a huge meal i know <laughs> god I have to get in shape too for I have to be a dad. What the hell? So chocolate milkshake freak, but 
there's other people on this planet on this world right. right yeah yeah and uh so we'll have other options for them maybe <laughs> sure <laughs> lots you of beverage be. options <laughs> <laughs> if you're not into it it's cool you can get what you want get any drink but you i want. can get milkshakes whenever i love that so you're not like you don't you wouldn't ever you're not you don't strike me as like wanting to be the ruler of your world no, like you already were like in your perfect utopian world. I already picture you going, "Excuse me," as you go to get a milkshake. <laughs> I kind of like don't want to be noticed at all. I just want yeah. these beautiful things, beautiful things to exist, and I'll just be like, "Oh, that's cool," and no one just everyone just lets me be. Don't you? Is that utopia? I, Is that antisocial? No, that's per- no, that's your that's who you are, and in a sense, that's who you are, as I know you already. Right. You're pretty chill. Don't like to. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so you're you're just sort of like inconspicuously getting a milkshake wherever you yeah. want. Well, maybe. I, well, is the world like a city, or is it like jungle, forest scapes, tropical island? A lot of malt shops. Maybe the, yeah, <laughs> it's a forest of malt shops. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see the malt shop from the forest. You know that expression? No. All right. <laughs> no, not in my utopia. Okay, so tons of malt shops. Yep. Is there anything else? I know it d- doesn't seem like it would fit together with milkshakes, but a lot of a lot of pickup basketball, a lot of people playing. Oh my god! A lot of so people. So are we in a sunny environment here? It'd be pretty part? sunny. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Like fun, not like even though you drink a lot of milkshakes. Yeah, you're not winded all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, milkshakes are like water yeah. in your utopian world. Yeah, it's like the Gatorade of the malt world. I love that. Just doing like taking a break from like pickup <laughs> yeah. basketball and being like, Oh, I just need to chug this chocolate milkshake. <laughs> That's nice. So is it sort of like do you have winter or do you want it to just be like sort of a kind of season uh season round warm thing? Like I'm I'm picturing a you know, a warm spring, summer. That's nice. Oh, yeah. That good warm spring is kind of the best, eh? Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. May? Yeah. Outdoor basketball? Nice. I should also say, if you're listening to this later in the future, this is late January in Toronto. <laughs> it is not... It's a nice day out today, but yeah, it's not People warm. aren't into milkshakes or basketball. Not outside. right now. Not right now. Not outdoors. This basketball. is half you told me to me right now, half what I miss from the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to get my utopia in like four months. Four months from now, it's going to come true. Uh, yeah. Hey, let me know if you're doing uh, milkshakes and basketball. I'm there. Yeah. Um, are you still a musician in this world? Um... No. No. Oh, switch it up. Interesting. No music. Because you're an amazing musician. The songs you write are amazing, and you have an incredible voice. That's work, though. Maybe I'm just a really lazy person. I shouldn't say. To me, that's like having to do work. (laughs) (laughs) That's wicked. I like that. Do you ever get this feeling? Because I'm obviously deep into being a comedian now. There's no going back. I'm trapped. Yeah. But my but this feeling of be, yeah that's sort of the feeling is like I love I I don't like comedy anymore <laughs> I just know that I'm good at making it I feel that way if I'd uh, well it's because I feel like I'm useless in all other ways in a lot of ways 
I know I can do. It's just this thing where it's like it is work. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck, I got to do it. But you, you like doing it when you're doing it. Yeah. But if you th- if you're away from it and think about it, you're like, I do not want to fucking do that. Yeah. At all. Yeah. But then you get into it and then, you know. Yeah. That's because it's a thing you do. That's sort of what I'm like with comedy now. Yeah. I, since I've been doing comedy for like 15 years or something, and I've been successful for like three or four, you know, um, I... I want the rest of my life to just be an adventure now. I don't want, because <laughs> like, I'm. I think I've. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Um, but but you're right. When you dive into it, it's it's a lot. It's still a lot of fun, and that's that's what makes you know you're still doing the right thing. But like, do you ever? Um, oh, what the hell was I going to say? The fan going off really screwed it up. Sorry, it screwed up my mind. Oh man, half of this podcast is going to be super fan and not. Oops. No. Who cares. Um. What did I want to say about that? Oh, yeah. Do other people, like peers or younger, come up to you and be like, uh, listen to this song. And then you listen and you're like, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're doing. Okay. Like you've heard everything a million, over a million times. Or just like people, I, I don't, f- uh, people always suggest stuff, but like it's, I don't know. I think music's real personal. I, it's always they suggest like, you, stuff to you, like what you should do. No, no. Oh, I thought you meant like the, when they're like, hey, check out this person. I think oh. you'll like it a lot. And then you're like, why did you fucking think I would like that? Yeah. I don't like anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Like you you never, if you're a person that's really into music, you never have the connection to a band or musician that um, someone else has recommended to you over yeah. what you've discovered on your own. What is that? Yeah. And you do because you, sometimes you don't even know why you like. I don't know. Yeah, you have a connection to it, and you're not you're not even aware why. It's weird when know. you have this personal connection to a musician or a band, and then everybody it doesn't resonate with mostly anybody else, and then you've got to like wonder like, am I going <laughs> to stick this out? Or am I going to get convinced by all these other people that I'm listening to something? Who who like that? Who? Give me an example. Oh, I don't want to go there. Okay, no. On a on a broader sense, you know, I've always been a fan of Animal Collective, right? And they are a room splitter. And I will admit that the last two albums, I'm not really a fan of. They have kind of gone in a direction that I'm like, I can't listen to this out loud with other people around. <laughs> but I still will check it out. I'll still buy it and listen to it. Um, I think Panda Bear, one of the guys from Animal Collective, has definitely gone off into a good zone over the years in his personal music. I could still stick with him 100%. But yeah, Animal Collective have kind of split it. But before they started doing some exper- like some stuff that I was splitting me a bit down the line, um, people were always like, oh, I hate them to me all the right. time. And I'm like, I really connect with a lot of this. So what's what's that say? I don't know. That's a weird thing, right? I I mean I get I mean I I was like Panda Bear. I, yeah. I get it though, but the other guys I never I'm not I don't mean to dis I think they're good and everything. I just it's like what you connect with. Do you find the rest of Animal Collective is like lucky to have matched up with Panda Bear to a degree? No, because I, I well, maybe. I just thought he was like the most like skilled guy or just like he's so musical. And I would just like, what's that winner song? One? He sings like an angel. What's he's so the... good at it. It sounds so good. Yeah. 
You're a real vocal guy too. Like maybe that's why, because I like he would do like great harmonies and stuff. Yeah, and I, oh, all with I'm himself a for that. Yeah, and it would just sound which amazing. is you, you do too. I love doing it, and but he's he's real skilled at it. Yeah, I keep bringing this up, but I want to describe to the people that maybe haven't listened to your music before. Like the pop melodies and hooks are all there, and they're great. And there's like an edge to it too. It's not like you know, but man, the vocals are your your vocals are insane. My B and B, hmm. My B and B. Yeah, there you. Your vocals are your bed and breakfast. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, you're you're a child of the Beach Boys to the max, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. See, I now I regret bringing up Stevie Wonder because yeah, you're yeah. I got confused because yeah, we did see each other at the concert, but you're Beach Boys man through the to the bone marrow. I I love the Beach Boys. So the Beach Boys are in your utopian world to the max. Oh yeah, Maybe but that's a room splitter. I know there's tons of people like it, but if the, if you play the Beach Boys for certain people, they're like, that's like the whitest barber shop crap I've heard. There's a lot of people. I, I played. My sister said it to me once. Really? Yeah, she hate she hate because she likes Usher and stuff. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's sort of like <laughs> Usher to me is like candy. Yeah, you know, it's like, but I get—I mean, I get it. And, but we agree on a lot of stuff. We both like, you know, like D'Angelo and stuff. And, yeah. But oh, you and your sister both like D'Angelo. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we do like He's in common. The king. He's the best. We like a lot of stuff in common, but there's certain stuff I can't play, and there's certain stuff she plays where I'm not like not into. D'Angelo's music trajectory is interesting. It's like take the longest break between albums yeah and then also like don't call me i'm sexy or don't like don't like me because i'm sexy or whatever yeah but and it's like but i'm still kind of sexy but but like <laughs> damn am i sexy um yeah yeah he's amazing i wish i knew more of him i only know the two albums i didn't really get into brown sugar because it's not the radio it's like dated it's the other ones you can still like voodoo you can still listen to voodoo's insane like i great. love that to the max and then the latest one brown sugar it's you can't there's like brown sugar the song brown sugar is still great but there's yeah but because like i was a kid at the time of brown sugar and the radio super overplayed brown sugar yeah um i didn't really check that album out because of that you know how that happens sometimes yeah um but yeah voodoo is just like i feel like butter is being melted in my ears (laughs) (laughs) like it's really amazing have you have you heard have you heard like the brown sugar record no go try it Try it. It's still, yeah, still I will like now, good yeah. stuff, but there's still like, and if you hear him talk about it, it's sort of like he didn't do exactly what he wanted to do. I don't know if he even produced it. Ah, or maybe there was a co-producer or maybe there was like, I remember reading this interview with his brother who was saying like that his his brother loved his demos Yeah, and he'd wish that, his, that D'Angelo had like kept it in that vein, but he would kind of like, this is his first record. Ooh, I wonder if he can like release the, if he'd release the know. demos. I don't know. But I can't, I sort of like that. It's not, there's a lot of stuff I can't listen to on that record. Yeah, because that is sort of around the time of like, I guess. It's like mid 90s. Yeah. R. Kelly maybe ish was hot. Black Street. Was that around (laughs) Black Street? There's some Black Street type beats. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, and then like a year later, your mom is doing jazzercise to that song and you're like, get out of here. See, that's sort of like, 
Yeah, mid nineties uh, growing up, mid nineties R and B got ruined for me because of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like like girls doing like dance sequences to it in the hallway and stuff, and you're like, Oh that's when I got into like either super punk rock or like Wu Tang or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so like Brown Sugar era was like around that for me where I was like, uh um step class we really went off oh yeah i like the idea of like how about this 1969 beach boys playing by the basketball court i'd love it yeah i would that would be my fave yeah there would be like so we take like a five minute break and play and then we they do like an acapella (laughs) just like (laughs) that's me by the way that's not drew (laughs) (laughs) Can you do it? No, I can't. You, you won't you do great. it? You did great. I did great. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Uh, is that? Oh, that's the girls on the beach, right? No. The warmth uh-huh. of the sun. What? The warmth, the warmth <laughs> of the sun. Um, so that's even before that. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, okay, so for me, pet sounds, smiley, smile, wild honey, friends. I love Friends. For me too. Friends is I my love favorite. all those records. But but for me, I'm like, oh, this is like, they were even good into the mid-70s. And then you look, yeah. it's like, well, but Friends is only like 70 maybe, I think. Yeah, it's like 68. So, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's not even, yeah, it's not even 70. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, like, how come no one talks about this? Those records? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like. I guess Surf's Up and Sunflower like getting into 70s, right? Yeah. Which and are, they're, they're both good. They're both good, but they're not like I like Sunflower and I like like bits of of Surf's Up. Yeah, like but Surf's Up was supposed to be on like Smile, right? The, the song actual Surf's song. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Until then, I Die. Until mm-hmm. I Die is on there too. Yeah, the first or second song for a while there, when they started getting a bit more obscure, and Brian Wilson wasn't writing as much. Dennis Wilson's songs were my favorite. Dennis Wilson's great. Little Bird is one of my Little all-time Bird's favorite great. songs. And then I, I saw this. I have this video. You know, I watch this video. I have this video of the Beach Boys, and they are like, you know, Bruce Johnson is. He's like, Phil. You know, he's one of the Beach Boys who came in later. He was like dissing that song, and it's like, are you crazy? No, there's like this weird like, the Beach Boys are like America right now. There's like the reasonable sort of like liberal-minded. Brian Wilson, the Wilson brothers. And, the, and then yeah. there's these weird alt-right Mike. Neo Khan, Mike Love. Mike Love. <laughs> yeah, he's totally. <laughs> yeah, he dresses more and more like fucking Don Cherry. It's crazy. I guarantee Mike Love shirts. wanted Trump to be president. Oh, yeah. I'm, I have no <laughs> doubt. I have no doubt. Especially how he treat Like, what are you talking about? You're treating fucking Brian Wilson like you did? You're insane. You have no idea what you, how lucky you are. He's totally like, and then I just find it in like real embarrassing. We I saw them live. I, I did too. I've like the fiftieth. You see the fiftieth? No, I saw them as a kid in the eighties during the Hula Bowl. Kokomo had just blown up. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know now I know is like the dumbest song in the world. But at the time, I was like, "This is my jam." I argue about Kokomo with my girlfriend all the time. Where are you she, for or against? I'm not really either, but she hates it. And oh. thinks that I, and she thinks that I love it because I've defended it. But I don't love it. I just don't think it's the worst song. Yeah, it's not the worst song. It's but am I? I don't know much about it. Is are any of the Wilson brothers attached to it? Yeah, like Carl's on there. 
Hey, Carl. We get there fast. That's Carl. And then we take it slow. That's where we want to go. Aruba. Aruba. <laughs> Aruba. That's like no one. Who did that? <laughs> they hired a guy oh, to do Mikey. that. Who? That's Mike. Is it? Yeah, that's Mike. Wow. Mike does all the low stuff. I got to admit, over the years, Mike Love has had some cool hats. Yeah. But that's it. That's about it. His shirts get progressively worse. Did you watch the uh, the movie with uh, Paul Dano as Brian Love? I did. I mean, Brian Wilson? I did. I like it. And I love... Um, My opinion is I really love... John the Cusack. Pet... What? I love John Cusack. So. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. It's okay. You love John Cusack? I love John Cusack. Okay. So here's my thing. Um, we're barely talking about Utopia to me, but this is really interesting stuff. Okay. And we never talk about this on the podcast. So it's good to talk to a music guy. But I loved Paul Dano's stuff. I yeah, didn't like I didn't like the future Brian Wilson. I like I know I've heard that too. But I mean I I'm bi- I just I thought John Cusack uh, did a good job. Yeah. I I'm yeah, that's my bias look cuz I love John Cusack anyways. Uh, and I kind of I kind of liked him in that. I don't know. I felt I felt his uh, I liked him, but I also thought they could have still just used Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah, it's like true. they didn't have to have two players. Like they were trying to do like that that Bob Dylan movie where they got five people right. to play him and it was just like, what am I watching now? Yeah, yeah, who's this? Yeah. Yeah. And weirdly enough, um Kate Blanchett ended up being the best Bob Dylan in that movie for me. I haven't seen that movie. Kate Blanchett's parts are good. And my friend Joe Cobden is in those scenes with her. Hi, Joe. Yes. And he gets to make out with Michelle... What's her name? Wilson or Michelle... Williams. Williams. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's my... You told me to me for an hour would be just to kiss her <laughs> for a sec. Sorry, Kathleen. But I know you want to kiss Steve Coogan, so whatever. Nice. Steve Coogan. Yeah, my wife is in love with Steve Coogan. She would leave me for him for sure. Okay. I know that. You're cool with that. Got no choice. Well, what am I going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? I've been through hell before. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? My girlfriend and I haven't gotten to that stage where we talk openly about that. No. Well, I accuse that to Kathleen, but she won't. She's nice enough to be like, right. come on. Right. But I know. Yeah. No, no. We don't sit around being like, I love all these other people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's nice. No, it's nice to not do that. Kathleen is like, so, um, I mean, you know me to a degree. The people listening know me thoroughly if they've listened to most of these, but Kathleen is very considerate of my neuroses. Like, she's very nice, kind person. Just a lovely, kind person. But I would still kiss Michelle Williams for (laughs) two seconds and get in trouble. Um, so yeah, you like the John Cusack one. Okay, good. But yeah, so I've listened to a lot of that Beach Boys stuff too. I was just going to say Paul Dano was pretty, pretty good in it too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, cause I was surprised cause I did not like him in a, who cares about my opinion, but like, I didn't like no, him in a, come on. there will be blood. Oh my God. But neither did I, but he's literally playing a wretched human being. That's true. I mean, they all are. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is weird when that happens. I feel bad for actors sometimes when, like... Like, I feel like Paul Giamatti 
is like that too where it's like oh that guy's a real scuzzbag and it's like <laughs> I like Paul Giamatti <laughs> exactly but in some movies he's played like the shittiest like people horrible dude in, in the movie we're talking about actually he plays Brian Wilson's doctor or, or he's, psychiatrist or whatever or he plays uh doesn't he play the dad is he the dad no Paul Giamatti plays the guy that keeps him on all oh, these weird drugs oh yeah and he's like using his money and stuff oh fuck what's that guy's name in real life, uh, the guy he's playing, I forget. Yeah, yeah, that's really freaky that that happened though. Eugene Landy, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, Eugene Landy. Whoa, yeah, that's really freaky. He was good. I totally forgot. Paul G. Matty was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like watching like the '60s stuff when like well, Mike loves getting mad at him because he's being all <laughs> bizarre and weird, but he's like writing songs in the pool with like uh, what's his name. Oh, Van Dyke? Yeah. I just have to say that, have you seen this? It's Mike Love on Lifestyles of, of the Rich and Famous. And no. he talks about being a ladies' man. It's on YouTube. <laughs> you can watch it. There's a bunch of scenes, bunch of scenes with him in, like, caves, like, exploring caves. like in, On like, his property? Like, I don't know where he is. I'm, a, uh. I'm guessing he owns that area. And they're, like, like, diving into these glorious pools and then, like, toweling off and then then talking then what if this is like 30 year old 30 years younger than him wife or whatever yeah. at the time Who talking about he's dearly, a, I'm yeah sure. look i'm sure he's a good partner but talking about <laughs> talking about how much of a ladies man he is it's gross it's okay gross. i gotta watch it you, you can find it on youtube youtube mike love lifestyles rich and famous yeah that's so funny yeah um and i'll defend ooh. you know i like i just have to say like I don't like Mike Love, but I like I'm I I watch Kevin Love because of Mike Love, basketball player by Kevin Love. Are they related? Yeah, Mike Love's his uncle. You didn't know that? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would not like I always follow Kevin Love. Like, what's up with Kevin Love? And I wouldn't do it if it wasn't for Mike even. Love. Do you like him now on the Cavs? Yeah, yeah, I do. That's another thing. But I wouldn't. Both have Drew and I like him. basketball. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe I did and I forgot, but that still blows my mind right now. It's kind of weird. Ew. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel, sort of, Oh, sorry. There's just, this funny story about, like, Kevin Love got, like, this... He was like, what's the worst... There's a segment where like, they interview all the cats and they're like, what's the worst gift you've ever been given? And there's this part where he goes, like, one year my uncle gave me a stapler. And it's like, oh, that was Mike Love. Like, the <laughs> cheapest son of a bitch. Yeah. Here, use this for papers. <laughs> this is for your stats. That's oh yeah yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Um, but I was kind of I softened on Kevin Love because of the Cavs thing. Like that's why I'm not a the best basketball w- follower what? because I I take it so personal when someone I feel like they like. I like the underdog teams. I hate it when they make That's these fine. these macho superstar teams with money. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you, obviously? But so Oh, when, we were talking about it, yeah. Yeah. You you feel it would be like better it would better serve the the league if that wasn't allowed like the Warriors. Yeah, I almost feel like if the NBA got rid of like six or seven teams. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that would never happen in a million years. There's a, like there'd be like <laughs> it would also make it harder to join the NBA. Yeah, like yeah. You, 
you wouldn't have some of these ding dongs <laughs> knocking around. But you'd have some. You'd have way more percentage of mighty teams. The East would be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. It'll never. Yeah. I'm just so happy that any of those guys from like these beautiful sunny states come and live in Toronto. I I know what you mean. I would just like to take this opportunity to say thank you to the Raptors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, shout out to Kyle Lowry. Not shout out. I'm sorry, but we. <laughs> oh yeah, he listens. We saw Kyle yeah Lowry a good to clip today at the restaurant of Kyle Lowry saying how crazy the states is right now. Yeah, we saw Kyle Lowry he's saying um, it was an embarrassment to him, basically because he's been taught to treat people, all people, you know, with respect. It was very nice. Yeah, he called the travel ban bullshit on TV. Um, very nice. And Kyle Lowry is the type of I was saying, I would. I want to live my life like how Kyle Lowry plays basketball. Right. To the max. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one time I thought um, he was the same height as me because he looks it sort of like on the court. He's not. He's like six feet or something. I'm 5'9". <laughs> how tall are you? I was, I'm like 5'9". You are? Like 5'9". We're the same height. Yeah, we're the same height. Guess who's our height in the NBA? Uh, it's Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. That's crazy. And he looks tiny. You he, never think that. No, I know. He looks tiny, but he's like one of the best players. Yeah. He's incredible. And when you see him out there, like, that guy's 5'3", but he's, he's our height. We would look like I him. know. I met Blake Griffin this summer. And how was Speaking it? Speaking of, like, comparing our height to, like, the real guys. Yeah. He's, like, 6'10", <sighs> 6'9". It's freaky. Is it that? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm shaking. I'm meeting a, a life from another planet. I always feel weird because you always see these guys and there's like some guys who are so tall and haven't, seems like they haven't grown into their bodies. Yeah. That's why I think, but then you're like, there's guys out there who are like 6'10", who are like, like well-built, yeah. muscular guys and they're not like lanky beanpoles. It's like. Oh, on the walk here, I was talking to you about Paul B, uh, Paul Beatty's The Sellout, which anyone listening should read. It's one of the best books of the last bunch of years paul Beatty's a seller but i was trying to tell you about how funny it is he's it's so funny but it's uh, yeah it has a lot to do with race in la too that's what got us talking about the oj thing too but he has a funny joke about he's comparing comparing oh what was it it was like oh i can't remember the comparison but he was comparing people that the, the thing is like people that are like eh, what else are you gonna do he was comparing those type of people may as well do it like he's comparing those type of people to seven foot people like do like do they really care about basketball <laughs> it's like no but what else are they gonna do <laughs> like you know it's the way he wrote uh, i wish i brought the book with me but the way he wrote it was really funny because it's like yeah i don't really care about basketball but jesus christ i'm seven feet and they'll give me millions of dollars <laughs> they'll give me millions of dollars to swat the ball away from a from an actually skilled from athlete Isaiah thomas from Isaiah, yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck. Hey, so we. So I, can I go to this utopian world with you? Yeah. Okay. Totally. So now we're both five nine playing street ball with milkshakes while listening to the Beach Boys. That's pretty sick. Are there going to be yeah. tall guys just destroying us? There's going to be tall guys, but we're not scared. We can <laughs> we can hang with anybody. That would rule. We can do it. We can hmm. probably. I don't want to, maybe, you know, 
Maybe we can dunk. I've never dunked in my life. Just no, say no, no, no. it. I just want to be nice to feel what that's like. Shy Canadian musicians are so humble about building their utopian <laughs> world. <laughs> Maybe we can dunk. <laughs> you could be like, I- me old finger roll's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't need to dunk. I'm just out for a jumper. <laughs> no, you could be like, I can jump to the moon and punch that's Mars. That's too much. Dude, that's too much. <laughs> to the moon. I, don't, I, yeah. I feel like President Donald Trump would want to be able to do everything. Yeah. See, he. See, we're like the opposite of him. We're like, it's okay. I don't need to do everything. You know what? I heard something. He's like, I can do everything. I don't. I don't know if this will interest you or not, but it made me feel good. I, not that I've ever thought I was a psychopath, but if you feel I, uh, there's a doctor, I think something's wrong with me. Yeah. Um, I think there's something wrong with me. But uh, <laughs> this guy was saying, if you feel like the opposite of being a psychopath is feeling social anxiety. Uh, and so I was like, yeah. Yeah, I just I'm like, for sure not a psychopath because I feel I have social anxiety most every day. Yeah. So I feel good about that. Yeah, you, you are a shy guy. Can you? Is it good to feel good about In that? In fact, sometimes I feel like the fact that you and I can have conversations and connect, I almost feel lucky because I notice that you are shy and don't talk that much. So I'm like, yes. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, yeah, sometimes you're like, like, I'll say to a friend, like, I think I'm going crazy. And then my friend will be like, people that are crazy don't think they're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've heard other people say that and like, uh, like a musician, we, I'm not going to say her name, but she's like, Ooh, she's just like down. afraid she was a sociopath. And it's like, you're not a sociopath. Number one, you're like a really sensitive person who's considerate. It's shown that they're considerate of other people's feelings. That rules you out automatically. You know what's funny is like real artsy people with these kind of brains, we we are so vulnerable because of like how, what we put ourse- ourselves into our work, like how we do that and like how sensitive we are to be creative and express ourselves about how we feel about the world and all that stuff. That Yeah, there are genuine psychotic <laughs> narcissist megalomaniacs running around and then and they don't even think about this. They they're don't just like, think about it at all because they're they're busy putting their foot up someone's ass. Yeah, destroying the planet sometimes in some regards and sometimes. And we're like, am I like that? <laughs> <laughs> in our little comfy like hooded sweatshirts, being like, I got this weird idea where I know something's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're weak. Artists are weak. I don't understand. Like, I was talking about. I was like. Oh, I met I met this old neighbor of mine recently. Well, he's old, or he's like getting older, but uh, he's been around the block a bunch of times. And oh, of course, we were talking about politics because it was like last week, and just everything's crazy right now. And I was like, yeah, talking about like sometimes I feel like we live in this really sort of self indulgent society where like a lot of people my age in our generation get to be artists like musicians and comedians and like i feel dumb being a comedian when the world is so crazy sometimes like am i is that a self-indulgent career to be like i'm a goof but then he was like yeah but like hundreds of years ago the jester was one of the most important people in society because they were like the only ones that got to say the real shit yeah. You know, and, like and it's not society like society would evolve from that. It's not like you decided on this overnight either. You've been doing it for years and years. I literally cannot be anything else other than a goof. 
Like it was so obvious, like all my life. Yeah, um, like some sort of emotional goof. <laughs> but it does make me because because war is so prevalent in our society, and and like you know the the conflict between ideologies and and survival for survival and stuff. It does make me feel like how has art ever fit in? like a being an artist ever fit in like it's really bizarre yeah and but, you know sometimes you're like oh i'm gonna do this song about how i feel about this girl <laughs> <laughs> but see we're coming from the same place because when i tell a joke about like uh feeling nuts i forget like a, what an example of one of my newer jokes uh, but people like i i i'm hard on myself like this is you know i'm lucky people are watching this but same with the songs people relate to it and it relaxes them and they can't do what we do sometimes depending on the people and that is where the like the the career comes in i guess it's weird eh yeah i wouldn't call my thing a career though just because i because uh i'm doing all right (laughs) (laughs) do you have a day job I don't at the present moment. Right. I just stopped doing a job. But what was it? I was working at Lush. It was just like a warehouse job. Mega sense, like Lush. Oh, but was it? Were the aromas in the warehouse? Oh yeah, it... me. Yeah, I'd come home and people were like, "Oh my god, you smell so good." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, come here. <laughs> oh my god, I love the streetcar. <laughs> I worked in a fish scaling factory yeah for half a day yeah and i couldn't get the smell of fish out for like two that weeks would be bad so people live work there all their lives oh my god i would take lush over fish factory i felt so bad no maybe it wasn't i, I think i worked the whole day one day though yeah and as soon as i got home i was like uh something i got another job i can't come back and i did not have another job that's fair but you also fish scale and you work with this machine that goes like 100 miles a minute, like making the f- scales fly off of the fish's body. Oh, like... And if that knives? machine touches your I fingers, don't. your fingers are gone. Yeah, I don't... I can't be... I can't do that. So I, I know that, I'm an idiot, so I know I'll me too. cut my hands off. That was the main thing. I held that machine for one day and that was like... I can't. I still wake up in the middle of the night going... <gasps> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I could have... Yeah. I've had jobs where I'd have to like cut sandwich meat and i could and i could i was like i'm gonna cut myself kathleen did that too she worked at the deli section yeah like a bat i just know it's gonna happen yeah it doesn't matter how slow i go i just oh did you see the wrestler um yeah with is ricky roar huh is there a deli scene does he he works in a deli and he gets mad at one point and punches the cutter thing and cuts uh, his hand yeah. yeah my butthole hurts just thinking about that <laughs> Okay, that was pretty good. Should we let's summarize it again? Okay, we look. Sometimes we don't go super deep into the utopian world. Yeah, but yours was just like a nice. It summarized you pretty well, nice and we talked about a lot of cool things. Yeah, I like it. Some basketball, you know, people hanging out and it, doing what they want to do. Yeah, I like that. It's hot, sunny, basketball, uh, pick up basketball, get some exercise, milkshakes everywhere, get some carbs. Is that your milkshake of carb? Carb, carb heavy? Sugar I'm heavy. sure there are carbs in it. Okay. <laughs> but work it off. Indulge and then just work it off. Shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
But yeah, and then, uh, but other people, you want to drink other stuff? It's around. Yeah. I, <laughs> hey, man, I want people to feel comfortable. Yeah. I want you to have a good time. There's tallies, there's shorties. Yeah. No size discrimination. If you don't like basketball, it's okay. Just hang out and talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch us. <laughs> <laughs> the Beach Boys. Yeah. Are around. Beach Boys there. Even Mike. Yeah, even Mike. But it's prime Beach Boys, so he hadn't totally turned he into hasn't a turned shit yet. psychotic Don Cherry yet. Yeah. And Mike Love, if you ever listen to this for some weird reason, We've, we this is how you. we feel. You're You're okay. Oh wait, we don't agree with you, but we are wrapping it up. But let me end with one thing. I cut you off, like I I've been a chat. Okay, everyone listening, you know I've been a real chatterbox today. Sorry, but I'm having fun. But I think we got distracted. You didn't tell me your instance of seeing the Beach Boys. I told you mine. Hula Ball. Oh, I saw them at. Um, I've seen Brian Wilson a few times. I oh, like, nice. which is weird, some for the like the smile thing. Mm-hmm. I saw the pe- the beach. The sorry, the pet sounds was that in the late 90s was it good it was pretty good like it's weird without the analog sound right um it was i mean they're pro they're it was pros they're pros yeah so it was good i and actually like so i saw him for the smile thing and that was it was just weird because he kept on checking his watch like he do be mid song and he's like i don't want to be here tonight and kept on checking his oh watch. really <laughs> so that was funny and uh, I saw him for the for the Gershwin thing. He did like that Gershwin record, and he was singing really well. Like other times, he did, he was just like covered by the other musicians who would sing. Is like the there's a guy there who sings his parts in unison with him, so he's always covered. Yeah. For that show, he was singing like really well. It was really beautiful. Interesting. And that's I didn't even bother getting that record, and I wasn't supposed to go to that show. Just like at the last minute, someone's like, "Here, go to the show. I have a ticket, extra ticket," and it was really good. That's nice. Yeah, but I saw the Beach Boys 50th reunion tour at a uh, Molson, you know. When was that? Yeah. Like three years ago. Was it good? Um, It was fun. Brian Wilson was there? Brian Wilson was there. Ah. But not looking good. It ah. was not in good form. He's so just does like, he just keep going up and down or what? I yeah, I think so. Like he still like, has, you know, still like, has to deal with a lot of stuff. Drug issues? Just like mental health issues, like yeah, and I think he still hears voices. Uh, Damn! But, and sometimes some shows he's like there and he wants it to be, and the other shows, it's pretty clear that he doesn't want to be there. And Molson Park, it was kind of rough. He was just like I don't know, like it also like sometimes he's in shape. I think that makes a difference because he looked like at like he just slumped over at the piano for the uh. majority of the show, not even playing really. Yeah, it's weird. Like they always like try to re promo something when he's got a new tour and they're always like look how, like you could tell that like look how good he looks as part of their push for it yeah or he's in like a you're gonna see now. this fresh brian wilson yeah you, i do notice that yeah. a lot. okay well we were wrapping it up and then i got sidetracked again because i i wanted to hear about that um anything else anything to promote coming up um besides I, the bunny album in april ish April, that's about it. Or, yeah. I mean, it's going to be too late because it's. I hope that late. album gets huge because I have been listening to the songs for like two years Sweet. in various forms and they're amazing. Thanks. Yeah, the, anytime. And then, uh, I don't know, because you're deep in the scene here, any local people you should shout out that we should check out? Um, Bart. I'm sure a lot of people have heard Bart. 
They kick butt. Uh, New Fries. They're a good band. I haven't yeah. been going to that many shows lately, but... Yeah. New Fries and Bart, you're always championing, yeah. Um, That's good. Who else? I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to a show in a long time either. Like, I, you know... Well, the le- I played one like a few weeks ago, but with Bart. before that, I hadn't been to a show in like three months. I yeah, know. I guess to me that's like sort of normal, but I guess it'd be bizarre if I didn't go to a comedy show in three months. I'd feel weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, what, there was one more thing I wanted to ask, and now I forget. Oh yeah, since this was like a heavy episode, and we spent a lot of the time, or half the time, maybe talking about that kind of stuff. Anything you want to leave? A message you want to leave to everyone listening? Um, just be cool, man. I don't know. Come on. That's all, I felt this way. Like this, or I know it's colored by this past week and weekend. But it's like, are you fucking serious? That's all. I, I listen. I love people, but come on. It's not. It's, it seems simple to me that you just. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. I just feel like it's pretty simple. Like, yeah, you know, like just, love is sim- <laughs> like it should be easy. Uh, just yeah, that's all. Make an effort to be human to another human. That's all. Not even make an effort. You want, you know, you want it. Give it back. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to edit this. No, part. I'm not editing it. It's that's how we feel right now. Yeah, we don't like most reasonable people don't know how to easily summarize something that should just be you don't even have to say it it should just be how we live it's 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 been really uh upsetting the past few weeks the past couple months well all of our lives really (laughs) it's just been building up to this horrible point in history that's the thing man being alive is hard the world is i always think of like herzog he uh, you know werner herzog yeah so in the making of Fitzcarraldo, this documentary, The Burden of Dreams, he's standing there talking about how he's like, people think the jungle is beautiful and blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's like it's murder. Yeah, it's yeah, murder. It's, it's savage. And I was like, this is the perfect analogy for all life <laughs> because we are all creatures and it is hell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. But so, in the but, midst of all that, we can still, you know treat each other with respect yeah why let it be hell yeah try to love each other okay that was good (laughs) thank you all right everyone that was drew smith drew thanks so much for hanging out with me i mean geez you know like we had a good time just chilling out there on the couch talking about b-ball and the beach boys and all kinds of nice stuff that was fun guys if you like i said keep an ear out for a bunny that album's coming out in april and you can follow Drew at Bike Drew B I K E D R E W on Twitter. I think he uses it still regularly. I'm not sure, but maybe you'll get updates there, or look out for him online. Anyways, uh, thanks again, Drew. And that was episode 67. Did you have fun? Did you fall asleep in a big bag of gooey French fries, or what did you do? Did you run outside in this one sunny day? You guys don't understand. Like. I don't know when you're listening to this, but right now it's February 1st, 2017 in Toronto, and we finally have a little bit of sun, all right? It was, as most of you know, it was a dark, dark January, all right? So this is nice. I'm going to 
put this podcast episode together, put it out there, and then I'm going to go outside forever and get some fresh air on my uh, withering face. Here's the thing. Thanks so much for tuning in all the time. Follow us on Twitter. Tell people about the podcast. I really appreciate all the compliments and every, all the nice things people are saying. So follow us at Utopia to Me. Follow me at Chris Lock Fun. A uh, bunch of new stand-up gigs coming up, all that stuff this year. Keep him busy and pass it around and go outside. Enjoy the sun. Touch a tree and then touch your head. Okay? Thank you. Bye. Thank you.